Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Soulful Connections with Sam Black. Here, you will find opportunities for healing, renewal, and insightful conversation. Sam is an international psychic medium, trainer, and wellness coach, and is your answer for filling the soul. Good afternoon and welcome to Soulful Connections. I am so excited this afternoon because I have a really special guest coming on air, someone I have watched grow, um, totally smash every goal she's ever set. Uh, Tamara Arnold is with us today. And, you know, I remember when I met Tamara a few years ago, she came in um, for one of my coach trainings when I was training for the Certified Coaches Federation. And the energy around her, she knew she was destined for so many amazing things of needing to reach so many people and having no idea how that was happening, but determined to make it happen. And I've watched her absolutely do that and so much more. So Tamara Arnold is an international best-selling author. You know, she's got two um, published books and a third one on the way. She's doing amazing things. She's a mama, she's a wife, she's a mompreneur, she's inspiring women to do great things. And I'm so excited to welcome Tamara Arnold on air. Tamara, welcome to Soulful Connections. Hey, everybody. Hey, Sam. That was an amazing intro. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. You're so welcome and so deserving. You know, everybody listening, um, Tamara is absolutely wonderful. You're going to love this show. Today is <laughs> It's a postponed day. You know, we've had a lot of weather here in Ontario. And uh, so today was a postponed day, and I did not know that it was uh, PA day here. So I have a house full of children. And <laughs> so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to apologize in advance if any of them make any noise. How about you, Tamara? Is your house full too? Um, yeah, I've got a couple kids, a couple animals <laughs> running around. So, you know, silence is not necessarily an option in my house either. Absolutely. So you know what? You just get, you guys get the real deal here with Tamara and I this afternoon because we're just giving it to you live the way it is. And if you'd like to call in, know that you're more than welcome to call in, chat with Tamara and I, get some insight. Um, and, you know, if you've read or been impacted by one of Tamara's books, definitely call in and share your story too. And the number that you can call is 646-668-8878. So Tamara, I'm so excited to have you here. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your journey? Because it doesn't all start when I met you. It started before that. Why don't you share with everybody a little bit about your background and what brought you to this beautiful space that you're in today? I would love to. Now, there's so many different facets to my story. So I'll, I'll kind of like give them little pockets, their own little individual folders, we'll say. Absolutely. And, and then we can take it from there. But in the beginning, um, I like to, to really talk about the fact that I was a young empath now, uh, because I think that this is a really big conversation to be having. And I didn't know I was an empath when I was young. I just knew that I couldn't be around kids. 
Like they just, I didn't understand them. They seemed a little bit like mean. And I would be like, why would you want to hurt somebody else intentionally? And I'm not saying all kids are that way, but they generally didn't have the same thought processes that I did. And I found myself wanting to hang out with adults all the time. And, you know, my mom's friends were always telling me that I was a wise soul. You know, Tamara, like you're just so wise for your years. And I used to be really proud of that when I was young, not quite understanding what it was. And then, you know, as I got older and I was still absorbing all of these, these emotions, when I was about 13, um, something happened in my house and my mom got really sad, really, really, really sad. And she had a plummet in depression and that impacted me more than anything I can ever remember because I remember kind of thinking, and I wasn't 13, I was 10. I remember thinking as a 10 year old little girl okay, I need to put my childhood aside. I need to step and, you know, kind of put that on the back burner because I have something bigger to do here. And I, you know, would do anything that I possibly could to bring joy to my mom. And by the time I got to high school, I was tired. I won't lie because I was absorbing all of this sadness from my mother. And then I got to high school and I would walk the halls and Sam, I thought everybody hated me. I truly, truly did because, you know, I was just pulling in all the anger and up the uh, upset and all the turmoil that teenagers feel. And I, and I swore it was directed at me. I felt like everybody was just like, she sucks. She's awful. And I was like, wow, high school is not my favorite. Um, but it wasn't until later that I could look back and reflect on the fact that I was just taking in. Now, because I was absorbing so much emotion that didn't belong to me, I didn't know how to cope or deal. I didn't know that I was an empath. Nobody was teaching me all these kinds of things. And so I did turn to drugs and alcohol by the time I was 17 years old uh, as a way to numb my, my, my feelings. I didn't know any other way. And I went away to Brazil for a year. When I came back, things were just way different. And I decided I wanted to create my own version of love because everything to me felt like love was skewed differently. Like love had a connotation of sadness or, you know, expectation or, or something along that line. And I was really, really kind of tired of, of being the champion for, for supporting my mom's sadness and, and my family's. Uh, grief and all these kinds of things. And so I got pregnant at the age of 19 and I thought, man, this is going to solve my problems. <laughs> right. We always think that way. I'm going to have this baby. This baby is going to be my version of love and it's going to be the most magical experience ever. And don't get me wrong. Having Ethan was the most magical experience ever, uh, but he suffered from severe depression, anxiety, oppositional defiance disorder, which is not my favorite. And um, by the time he was five years old, he was exhibiting some serious uh, issues. And by the time he was eight, he was threatening to kill himself. And so our journey then took a, I took a really big turn into becoming Ethan's mom. So I spent most of my life being my mom's daughter right, to support her mental illness. And then by a young age, I was Ethan's mom and I became the advocate. But this whole time, I was like this little codependent empath of not necessarily good things happening there. It was just not good. And I was still using, you know, drinking a lot as a means to to not feel or not take in or or be like connected or feel my feelings through to to the other side. And this went on for a really long time. And things got very, very toxic in my life and in my relationship with my son. And by the time he was 16, I walked into my laundry room where I found him with a chair and a cord. And I thought, oh, my God, I, I, I can't do this. And this is, this is going to sound extreme, but you've got to remember there was a lot of things that have led up into this moment. 
we have been in and out of hospitals and in and out of mental health residences. And it was a journey and a half. And seeing my son in that moment, and I was just like, I'm not equipped. I am not equipped to do this. I'm not a suicide counselor. I am not, you know, somebody who can work with the behaviors that he has. My marriage is almost breaking up. We have other kids that are being affected. I don't know what to do. And Ethan was hospitalized for about a week at that time. And as he was hospitalized, I was in therapy and the therapist said, you know, you need to make a choice. Ethan needs to take care of himself now. Some people's journeys start young and some don't, right? And I I had moved out when I was 17. So I gave my son the choice to either seek medical attention or he couldn't come home. So he had the choice of, again, making some decisions for himself that would create a better version of his ability to deal with his own mental illness and be an integral part of the family, or he didn't. And he chose not to. And this makes me emotional. Uh, He chose living on the streets uh, versus getting help and coming home. And that was the absolute worst feeling I've ever had in my life. So, of course, I tried to fix it. Because, you know, he's my kid and I love him. And I felt so much guilt and like I had done something so wrong because I had made him and now I wasn't fixing anything. Now everything just was even worse. And from the time he was 16 to the time he was 17, even though he wasn't living at home, I tried to make everything better. And instead, I made everything worse. And by the time he was 17, things had gotten so out of control that I had to tell my son, we need we need to break. I'm sorry, I can't I can't do this anymore. It had gotten to the point where I said, if anybody else treated me the way that he did, it would be a hard no. I would never take any of this from anyone. And so with, um, you know, devastation in my heart, I said, Ethan, we are are not in each other's lives anymore. And I was willing to walk away forever. And it didn't last that long. It lasted six months. But in that time, we broke the same uh, patterns that had been going on and on and on repeatedly in our, in our relationship, in our life and in the universe. And we were willing to break that and become two different people and come back together. But it was during that time when we weren't speaking that I sunk into a really deep depression and I didn't know what to do. I was barely functioning um, because I had so much guilt and I turned to the only thing that I knew and thought and, you know, was guided to, which was meditation. And I slept through 30 days of meditation. And I know this because I signed up for a 30 day <laughs> meditate with the angels and don't remember a single one, uh, but knew that something was happened, continued on and eventually started to receive guidance in my meditation when I realized that that guidance was not my imagination, I started to hear it while I was awake. I decided at that point that the, what I was receiving was for the, the greater good of mankind. And so I started to create things to support others who were going through what I had been through. So there was a coloring agenda, intention card deck, which led to my first book, My Kid is Driving Me Crazy. When I wrote that book, my root chakra and my throat chakra busted open. And that's when I downloaded, I could read chakras, which led to going in and helping others clear out the internal clutter in their internal bodies and create the space to become their highest version of themselves. And that's where the magical business method, my second book was born. And it's just been a journey and an adventure since then. And that was, I think, October of uh, 2017 that that book went live on Amazon. And now I have a podcast. Now I am, you know, showing up every single day to my biggest goal is to shift the entire vibration of the earth one human at a time. (laughs) (laughs) 
fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, I want to say I'm so grateful for you allowing yourself to be so raw and vulnerable because I know it's in that vulnerability. That's where you've been shifting lives. And it's just incredible to see the transformation. And, you know, I've been blessed to see you along this journey and, and see that, you know, you weren't giving up, even though you were getting into that depression, you were like, you know, I still have another kid I have to take care of. I still have me I have to take care of. I still have a husband I need to love and support. And, and this is the thing we see so much judgment around mental health. So I loved when you said, you know, this is going to sound harsh guys, because you need to speak your truth. And I hear so much of people saying, Oh, how could they just give up on their mom or give up on their kid or their husband or whoever. And the reality is it's not giving up. It's actually choosing themselves. And we all need to choose ourselves first. And that's not ego. That's not selfish. That is just pure survival and resiliency because, you know, that saying, you know, if you're in an airplane and the oxygen masks fall down, you've got to put yours on before you can help anybody else or no one's getting any help. And so it's really important for everyone to understand that, you know, you had to make a really tough call with your son. However, you still had another daughter you also needed to put first. And there was a lot going on. And so you can't obviously share everything in a one hour show. But it's so important for listeners, you know, if you have a family member, if you yourself have some struggles around depression, anxiety, mental health, addiction, there's still a whole lot else going on. That's only one piece of the puzzle, but often it's the biggest piece of everybody's puzzle. True story. True story. Because I okay. have not only witnessed it, but I've been on the end of it, right? Like I have, mm-hmm. you know, utilized alcohol as a means to, you know, numb and not feel. And I have felt so low that just getting up out of my bed or my chair has been the most exhausting part of my day. So absolutely. I, I, I feel it and see and sense it. And, um, you know, one of the things, and I just want to share this with the listeners that, you know, when we're at that low point, right, when we're at the like joy, bliss, you know, great big goals and becoming this next version, writing books and all the things that I said I did, we're, we're not where I was. That wasn't, I couldn't go from that low place to somewhere so, so far fetched and so beyond where my emotional state was. Um, it became, it was just a, it was a small thing. I used to say to myself every single day, what is one small thing I can do today to feel a little bit better than I did yesterday, whether it was have mm-hmm. a bath, go to therapy, go out for a walk, whatever I received as, as you know, that guiding message or that, that thing I heard, I just took action on that. And if that was all I did that day, I celebrated, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as well, I've been through some pretty deep depression over the last few years periodically, Um, you know, and everybody's surprised by that when I say that because they're like, oh, you're so happy. No, I'm so happy when you see me. (laughs) Those days, I, I was lucky if I got out of bed. And, you know, of course, you know, a lot was going on and I just had to be there and, and own my stuff and just say, okay, so today my biggest goal is going to be getting out of bed and hugging one of my kids. And, you know, tomorrow's going to be a better day. And I love that you had your own mantra because I think that's a secret weapon that helps all of us. For me, since I was a very little girl, mine was, this is not the rest of my life. This is not the rest of my life. I can remember saying that to myself over and over again at 
six or seven years old. This is not the rest of my life. And I don't know where it came from. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know where it came from, but it stuck with me. And I can remember, you know, certain pivotal times when my parents got divorced, when I was sexually abused as a child, when, you know, I uh, was going through difficult times as a teenager, when I was living on my own, when, you know, helping other family members, because I've also got that mental health story in my family, too. And, you know, having that just help put it in perspective that, you know, today's this little snapshot. This isn't going to be what next year looks like or the year after. This is what it looks like today. What can I learn from today and get through today with, with, with blessings all around me? Because even though this is all going on, there's still some blessings all around me. And it's just a matter of looking for them. And you are somebody, Tamara, who really is a champion of that and finding those little blessings and finding the goodies in others, regardless of how um, deep they go. Yeah, I call it stardust. Mm -hmm. for me that's what I see it as this beautiful little spark of creation buried deep in everybody's heart that is just aching to be rekindled and and fanned and brought brought back to life I love it I love it now you are doing a lot of work with women Tell us a little bit about some of your groups because I've had the pleasure of chatting with some of them for some past life regressions, but you've been doing a lot of work and I'm seeing so many transformations and shifts. So can you share with the listeners a little bit about what you do? So the biggest thing that I do is um, I call myself the Marie Kondo of the internal energetic body. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when right from the time we're born, if we've never heard of any of these premises or these ideas, we start to collect things that may not belong to us or we go through experiences and we don't feel them and they're, they're, maybe they're too big or, or we don't connect that they're ours or whatever. But we start to collect on all seven floors of our energetic body, also known as our shoulders. Right? And what will happen is, is that we will get to that place where we become like hoarders and there's just so much going on inside each floor and each floor show like well, you'll know if it's full by uh, a resistance that occurs or by the fact that you will have just so much exhaustion that you you won't know you'll feel paralyzed that you can't move forward self-sabotaging stuckness all those kinds of things and it doesn't matter what you do on the external nothing shifts that's because there's not enough room for you to bring anything else into your into your life or into your business or into your being because you haven't actually gone through any of the boxes so if you were to think of your internal physical body in these seven floors and you think of hgtv and you think about hoarders or you think about you know, tidying up by Marie Kondo, we go in floor by floor and depending on which floor we're on, we're looking to unpack all the boxes that represent or signify that particular issue or those particular events. So like, we'll get, I'll give the example of the root chakra, right? Because it's the, it's the foundation of who we are. And um, so the root chakra, when the root chakra is off, we are just completely paralyzed because that is the chakra of action. And, you know, it is the fact that it, totally symbolizes who we are. It grounds us into who we are and who we serve. And it really is about finding the community, collective, tribe, posse, homies, whatever you want to call them, your people. And so, you know, when we spend or expend all our energy trying to serve people that are not our community, not the people that we are meant to be on this, this like striving for their attention, 
then we lose our power. We lose energy all day long. And I always say it kind of falls under if you're seeking approval, fear of judgment, people pleasing, or not having clear boundaries, right? You're investing all your time into the wrong people. And so if you were born like every morning with a full energy bank, you're, you're giving your deposits to all these people and nothing you ever do will, will satisfy them, right? So you're exhausted. You feel like nothing you do is good enough. You're afraid of what people are going to say. You're striving for the, I, like the, I love user. You're doing a good job. You're not receiving them. And so you don't move. You just don't move. And then there comes the realization that um, the greatest thing that you can ever do is just with love, because it's never about love. You say, I love all of these people. I love them a lot. I love everyone who is in my life, but it doesn't mean that I have to like deposit my energy bank over here, right? Like I can actually turn into the opposite direction and create a group of people, a family, um, you know, clients, friends, whoever it is, and, and that will support me. Because if you're ever saying anything to anyone, and they don't have anything good to say about what your ideas are, they're not the people to talk to, right? But we don't know that until we're hurt, we hear that. And I remember, you know, my, my therapist at the time saying to me, she's like, Tamara, you know, sometimes we, we are born into the wrong family, meaning, you know, we think that our parents are the people that we have to, like, be a part of, like, you know, family first or whatever. She's like, those don't necessarily are your forever parents. They're the parents that you chose to learn the lesson that you're here on this earth for. And then you get to take that information and serve with a different family. And I was like, what? <laughs> we, can, what? we can do that? That's a thing, right? And so imagine if you could go in and clean up all of the energy involved in, you know, seeking the approval, the fear of judgment, and creating all of this connection with the people that are who you were placed on this earth with products or services or whatever it is that's your startup and offer to serve them, right? And then imagine that you could go through and clear each. You could clear your sacral. You could clear your solar plexus, your heart chakra, your throat, which is the only way we get our missions out into the world, our third eye, our crowns, and create this beautiful way in which when we download from the universe an idea, inspiration, it can find its way all the way down to this beautiful, beautiful root chakra where you are grounded into who you are and who you serve. And like a mirror that reflection goes back up into the universe like a bat signal and you are able to like the people that you are calling to can actually see you from afar wherever in the world they are they're like man I need somebody to help me with this and they look up and they're like look there's this person because you have such a shiny clear internals that, you know what I mean your light shines so bright they can't help but see it and I do that Absolutely. through a program called the chakra business academy which is what I was getting to <laughs> Awesome. I love it. And you know, it's interesting. I love that you mentioned the root chakra and, and expanded on that a little bit because when you were sharing your story and talking about that escapism and talking about trying to numb the pain and for those of you listening, I know at least some of you are resonating with that because that's, that's what many, many people do, whether it's with alcohol, whether it's with extra sleep, whether it's with television or Netflix or food, you know, numbing that pain as a way of escaping so that you don't have to be present in this body and feel so deeply with everything going on around you. And mm -hmm. the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is that root chakra is developed during pregnancy and first days of life. So quite often when I'm working with people, if that's their go-to defense mechanism, if they're like, yep, I run away, that's what I do. And, and for me, that's definitely my my prime too um 
I sometimes I'll say, so just curious, what was it like when you came in this world? And sometimes they can check in with their parents and say, you know, what was the delivery like with me? And I find very frequently that it was either a C-section or it was unplanned or it was a traumatic birth or there was something going on or they didn't get to see their mom for the first 12, 15 hours. Those things are all imprinted from as early as that time. So people go through this life and they're like, I don't know why I run all the time. I just, I know I can't be in here. It's not safe in this body or on this planet or wherever. And they don't realize this has been a making. It's, it's not something yesterday you decided that you needed to work on. It's something you've been working on your whole life. It's mm-hmm. not just new. And it's, it's so incredible. So I love how you express those different layers and floors and those boxes because that's really a great visual. I know when I'm teaching chakra work, I talk about, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I say, mm-hmm. you know, the root chakra is that first layer. It's the foundation of your house. That's your mm-hmm. safety. That's your feeling yep. in your body. That's that being present. And if, if that's not working for you, it doesn't matter how much you work on the rest because your basement's not solid to hold up your structure. It always comes right back to that. So I love how you are taking this approach and helping people really get that strong foundation so that they can express that stardust and show the world what they can really do. Well, and to me, I I find that it's usually the bottom three that are the most Mm -hmm. neglected um, in in the whole, right? Because like people love to talk about their hearts or, you know what I mean? Like the third eye or they're meditating and they're doing all this thing. And this is an all an expression of what I call from the waist up, Right. But to me, the bottom three, so your root, your, your sacral, which is, you know, your feminine energy, it's sexual energy, sensual energy. It is like being fully seen, right? Not, not being, uh, you know, nervous to express the, the fullness of your being and being confident in your body, no matter what your body is. Because in my world, we are born into the body the way that it is so that we can serve we chose these eyes, we chose this hair, we chose the bodies that we have, and we were created in the likeness of how our people need to see us so that we can guide them to the highest capacity that we can. And so that our bodies are a gift and it's a celebration. And so being able to anchor into that is huge. But a lot of us don't love ourselves physically the way that to me, we, we need to in order to be of the highest service. And then solar plexus, I just call that the universal junk drawer. It's like, you know, that's where our beliefs come from. Somebody says something and you're like, well, I'm not going to deal with that. And then the junk drawer goes, right? But the collection of all of these things that people are saying eventually fills the drunk drawer and then you're, you know, that heaviness comes in. And so I think that those three particularly are, are the ones that hold the most discomfort that need the most attention and love. Isn't that interesting? And I love that these are the people that are finding you because you absolutely can help them with straightening that out and choosing what sparks joy there and really being able to truly release, truly release what's not serving them. And, you know, it's interesting. I love that you mentioned the limiting beliefs because there are so many and they compile. And it's actually a fun game. I have uh, one of my friends and I, we'll kind of joke around and go, okay, how, how many are you going to say in the next hour? And we'll call each other on them. And this is stuff I work on every single day. And I still have them. 
everyone has them. We've got years and years of experiences, but also other people implanting their beliefs in us. And sometimes it's not even questioned. So it does, it accumulates, accumulates. And people will maybe, you know, point it out or an experience is going to say, oh, wait a minute, you have this belief. Does this fit anymore? And so many people go, nope, back to that juncture, or just like you were saying, because it's hard to work on our own stuff, but that's really where the magic happens. And that's where we can have a lot of fun as well, as we can be open and playful about it. Well, and I mean, for me, especially, um, I love that you both have, we both have a game because I call it the opposites game. It's like, what would I normally do to stay comfortable and safe? Well, I'm going to do the opposite of that. And that's how I'm going to actually shift <laughs> and expand and grow. Um, but it's interesting that we, you were talking about coming into the body and like, generally speaking, my, the tribe that I work with are entrepreneurial women who, you know, or they just keep batting their head against the wall. They get to a certain level in their business and they just can't expand or grow it anymore. And it could be that they only get one or two clients a month, or it could be that, you know, they just have this idea and they can't get it off the ground and they've been trying for a few months or whatever it is. And the reason why I call it the energy funnel is because, you know, in this world, in this life, we, we keep being told, you know, this business funnel, this like way that you have to create a business and, you know, you have to do all these external things to reach the gratification and the reward. And as you said, to me, at some point in every entrepreneur's life, we realize that the, the actual work, the actual job is the internal funnel, the energy funnel. It's going in and creating the space to hold the success because we can only be as successful as we have space within us to allow that in because we have to hold that space for our clients. And then as your business grows, you hold that space for, you know, your assistants or your financial people. And then if they come on full time, you're holding that space for their families. And this continuation of you just create more space to, to hold for more people. And it's a really powerful, uh, you know, when you learn that and you can step into that and that knowing it was a game changer for me. Absolute 100%. The minute I knew that the more work I did inside, the better my business reflected that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you totally speak my language. So I totally get what you're saying. However, if this is someone's first time joining us, listening in, can you share what you mean by holding space? 100%. And so, like I said, to me, it is like um, the willingness. So when we think about bringing in, so when we think about allowing uh, um, our, our, ourselves to, to be something, right? Like we have an ideal that we want to help people and we want to, you know, be able to, you know, when you have that spark of, of, of an idea or interest, or you want to put something out into the world and you're like, I'm going to do this. And, but the idea of it is, is like, you can't even put it out on Facebook. You can't even open your mouth and share it with your friends and you can't even receive a compliment, right? So how are you going to receive money coming in or a client or, you know, accolade or somebody saying like, you're transforming my, my life. You're doing such an incredible job. I can't believe like you had said before we even got on this call that somebody had said something about me. Right. And so getting to the space of realization, and this is a big one. And again, it might be a big concept is that you have to get to the space of allowing yourself to receive things in. And then once you've received them in understanding that it's a flow we're not meant to hold on to anything. So even a compliment, right, it can come in. It doesn't mean that you have to be like, oh, my God, I'm this. 
I have to live into this now. Somebody said I was really good at this. So now I have to like, ooh, that's a, that's a lot of pressure, right? We just allow it to flow through us and out of us and we gift it back to the universe, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to create more and more space so that more and more things can find their way to flow through us, not stay within us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and let me share that a little bit. So I was connecting with someone yesterday and she said, you know, I, I said, you know, like what's probably one of the biggest impacts of your life or something along those lines. And she said, you know, there's this book out there by this lady. She's actually local. Her name's Tamara Arnold. And her book just changed my life. Like it was like she wrote the story of my life with my daughter. And of course, you know, big proud friend moment. I just had a big smile on my face. I'm like, yeah, I know her. <laughs> like she really is that awesome. And and it's so funny because I, I remember I was telling you, Tamara, in December, I was doing some Christmas shopping at Chapters and I saw your book on the shelf and I'm like jumping up and down and all excited. And this, you know, these ladies in the aisle are kind of looking at me like I'm weird. I'm like, She's pretty awesome. I'm really excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> and this is so amazing. And it's so interesting because I think that this is an important conversation to, to have as well. Is like the Tamara who wrote the book isn't any different than the Tamara who mm. hadn't wrote the book, right? Like exactly. I am the same person. Like I go about my day the same way. I still, you know, get sinus infections. I go to the bathroom. I do all the things I've always done, right? Except uh-huh. I created the space to allow these things to flow through me. That's the difference, right? And so, you know, not letting things get caught up in my energy or in my thoughts or in my being that says, you know, oh, I can't do this. What makes me capable? Who would want to hear what I have to say? Why am I so important? Like whatever the imposter syndrome or, you know, the fear of what somebody, because writing a book called My Kid is Driving Me Crazy, a mom's survival guide for living with a child with mental illness, which is the book that Sam was talking about, my first book, um, with this woman. And this story is really powerful because it was a local fundraiser that I just felt the need to, to, to gift them 50 books and be like, just put this out on tables, do what you want to do, I don't even know, like just have them in the corner, tell anybody who wants the book they want it. It was, you know, a fundraiser for mental illness. I was like, I have to have that book there, my book there. I didn't know why, I just knew I needed them there. And mm-hmm. so for this particular woman to have been at that event where she just, she just got the ticket that day kind of thing, like it was a last minute thing and to go and get like, it's also universally already predetermined. It's whether we are allowing it to, to happen and to acknowledge it and to see the signs and the synchronicities and take action on those moments, those miracle moments as they're happening and then allowing it to yeah. flow, allowing it to flow. Absolutely. And that allowing it to flow comes into this other layer as well. You didn't want anything in return. You were just showing up and dropping off the book. You weren't asking for clients. You weren't asking for compliments. You're just showing up, giving, and it has come back to you tenfold. I know it has. She's still out promoting your book. (laughs) But it's also allowed her to know she's not alone. So then she can share that gift with other moms that she knows hey, you know what? I'm not alone. I found out I wasn't alone because this lady wrote my story, (laughs) which is also her story, and I know it's your story. And it really helps bring people together into that collective space. And just like me getting excited, telling those ladies in chapters, like, this is so exciting. You know, I didn't have that space of, oh, I've got competition, or, oh, hey, you know, my my students want past me right now. None of that crossed my mind. It was 
sure bliss and excitement because that potential was actualized and beyond. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so important for us to remember these things. Now, it's a lot of fun because this is a live show. We've got callers on the air. So, Samara, how about we take a call? What do you think? We have a call. I'm so excited. I was hoping this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who do also want to get into the queue, you can call 646-668-8878. And the first call we're going to go to is area code 307. And the last three numbers are 323. So welcome to Local Connections. Who are we chatting with? Hi, this is Alyssa. Hey, Alyssa. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, getting ready to go to a job interview. Oh, that's oh, exciting. That's so exciting. Yeah. How can we help um, you today? Do I, I, is it, do I ask, like, ask a question, or I, this is my first time calling ever. You can do whatever you want on this call. Tamara and I are pretty flexible. So what are you needing, and let's see what we can do for you. Um, I just want to know if, like, I'm on the right track in life and if um really about um uh my boyfriend okay so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna tap into that right direction in life um is where i'm gonna head first and then i'm gonna okay. hand over to Sarah and see what she's coming up with as well what's really okay. interesting is as you're chatting i was seeing the image of a lily pad you know the how frogs go on them and it was almost like you yeah. we were going to the end of the lily pad and it dips in the water a little bit and then running back to the middle. And you know, the message I really want to share with you is it's time to jump. You need a bigger yeah. pad to jump onto. This this one, you know, it's been a place of safety for you for a little while, but it's it's not inspiring you anymore. It's time for you to step out and really jump to that bigger space where you can do so, so much more with what you have to offer. And I really want to solidify, I feel like you do have a lot to offer and a lot to bring to the table so this place of safety it'll expand with you Samara what do you think Mm -hmm. yeah no I'm I'm definitely receiving something along that same lines as well because for me Alyssa I think that there's this this um, time where you start to trust your voice and and really believe in in yourself and what you have to say um, because I do get the sense that um, you think a lot about what you're going to say and you don't necessarily believe in what your words and like standing up in that, that fashion. Um, mm. I hate to kind yeah. of feel you thinking before you speak and these kinds of things. And so there's yeah. this beautiful sense of you stepping into your own trust. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I need to definitely, um, uh, I, I worry a lot about what other people think and, I probably shouldn't. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, you're actually just running your own programming. So you are likely someone who's considered to be externally motivated. So when you look for um, an answer or a direction, you look to what's going to make other people happy. And, you know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. However, everything needs to be in balance. So in addition to that, maybe start including what can I do that's going to bring myself some happiness? And yeah. how can me being happy help all of them? I'm a people pleaser. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And when did you decide that? When did you decide that you were a people pleaser? 
Um, probably I I've known a lot. It just will it, in life. It makes me so happy to make another per a person's life happy. Like that's that's what I live for. And so I mean I I do get taken advantage of a lot because that's that's what makes me happy is making other people. But then people take me for granted and walk all over me. And I don't know the I I need to draw a line between. Help, like helping somebody and um, people, you know, taking advantage of me. I, I, I don't know when to draw the line. I guess. Do you well, mind if I give you, you a little bit of homework, oh. Alyssa? Yeah, I would love some homework. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we were talking a little bit about mantras earlier, and affirmations are quite mm-hmm. similar. Um, I'm going to share with you two affirmations that I think are really going to help you. And so I always encourage doing, you know, I'm not sure if you've heard of Louise Hay, absolutely brilliant lady. Um, And she has a book called You Can Heal Your Life, and she talks about mirror work. So saying these affirmations while looking in the mirror, super, super powerful. And the first one I'm going to share with you is I am worthy of happiness and abundance. And the second one is, my happiness brings other people happiness. Okay. Okay, and see how, I'd love to hear how that changes your world. And Tamara, what ideas have you got? Well, and I think that there is uh, something coming through from my end, Alyssa, that, you know, when I was talking about the, the solar plexus and really holding on to beliefs that don't belong to you, right? And, and I do feel you hold your voice back and thinking about how this is going to affect other people, right? So to me, it's the solar yeah. plexus throat and like your, your thought process. And so, you know, I, I would actually say to you as well, when you are holding back something that you want to say, I would say, why am I holding this back? Where did this come from? Right? And just if it's... Yeah. It, if it doesn't belong to where you want your beliefs to be right now, like if you want to free that voice, it's like, you know, you mean if somebody is taking advantage of you and you go like, whoa, wait a minute, I'm going to use my voice here when normally I wouldn't. And I'm going yeah. to say no, or I'm going to speak yeah, up for myself. I, yeah, I need to do that for sure. Awesome. So, yeah. Alyssa, before, before we end the call, just tap in, and the first answer you get is, is right. Tell us okay. how amazingly well your interview is going to go. Oh, um, I don't. I you got this, girl. <laughs> you got this, girl. Um, Try it. I think it's. I think I'm going to nail it. But yes. Um, I I I pray and I've been praying and uh, it's a really important job. It would open a lot of doors for me and so uh yeah i've been really praying that i think i'm going to do good we know you're going to nail it your first answer was the right I answer like nailing it let's go with that you carry that thought all the way to the interview i'm going to nail this interview Absolutely. this is my first interview that i've had in about six years so i i'm just hoping that they'll, they'll like me and everything will go good you know it's the first one in six years because they were waiting for the right person, Alyssa. And, you know, it's really important to remember that although this job is going to be really good for you, you're going to be really good for the job. It's all reciprocation. Yeah. All right. So those yeah. are the thoughts we're going to leave you with. 
we're wishing you luck, okay. but we also are going to be celebrating your success. And thanks so much for Thank calling you. in. Thank you. Have a good day. You, you too. too. Okay, bye-bye. That's always so much fun. I love when callers call in and it's something like that. And, you know, Alyssa is such a great example of the limiting beliefs that crop up for people and how they can become those roadblocks in preventing us from really going after what we want. And I'm so proud of her for actually going to this interview and getting excited. And, uh, you know, even though she's got some human hesitation, because we are having a human experience, that does happen sometimes. She's still putting it all out there to go after it. I love it. I love it. I love Alyssa. And I, I like, if she's still listening, I would be like, I believe, like, say it out loud. I believe I am the perfect person for this job, Alyssa, as you are driving to this job interview. Absolutely. And, you know, these are the practices that Tamara and I use as well. So if you're listening and you're like, how on earth are they doing all these things? This is how. We, yep. <laughs> we also have our own, you know, little times when, you know, things will pop up and, you know, we have to shift that to, yeah, I, I got this. I'm going to nail this today. I'm totally going to nail this today. And, and that's really the first step in success is really just owning that stuff and shifting your beliefs. The words like, but, <laughs> you know, did you catch that word when we were chatting? Um, you know, just shifting that one word to the word and instead. So I'm going to have this, but no, no, no. I'm going to have this and And. (laughs) that alone, it reprograms your brain into going after what you want. It's absolutely fantastic. And it's these little tiny shifts that build and build and build and take you to that place of success. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I really loved too is I got to showcase a little bit about Tamara's intuitive gifts, because as you guys know, I'm an international psychic medium. You guys know that I'm intuitive, but Tamara is also really intuitive and brings that intuition into her business. So Tamara, can you share a little bit about your intuition and how that really was born for you? So like I was saying in 2017 in in authoring my first book, that's when I kind of received the message that I could read chakras and I kind of was like, I think you've got the wrong human here because I had never studied chakras or knew much about it. Um, So for me, um, I just went right to the computer and said, apparently I could read chakras. Anyone um, want to allow me to practice on them? And some people raised their hands. And so when I'm talking to somebody such as Alyssa, what happens is I feel the discomfort in the places in which the the highest level of resistance is occurring like which floor of their energetic house and so for me I could feel the solar plexus in the throat and the third eye and Alyssa so it was like okay so that it's a belief voice and trust issue right Mm -hmm. and so that's that's where my intuition comes is I legit the chakras talk to me (laughs) is really it what it feels like and then they use my body to reflect back to the person that I'm speaking to so I always kind of say when I'm doing you know energy readings or things like that on people I say you know none of this will come as a surprise but once I'm in your energy system uh, your body uses my body to speak to you and it's telling you this is where the discomfort is and where the hot spots are and you know these are the, the places that need the most uh, love, care, and attention right now. I love it. And I, I love, too, how you point out, I thought they had the wrong human. 
because this happens to people a lot. They'll have an event happen in their life and all of a sudden their intuition just totally pops open for them. And people will call me and say, Sam, I'm not intuitive. Why is this going on? We are all intuitive. Every single one of you listening to this show, every single person you interact with, we're all intuitive. It's just a matter of how open we are to listening to that intuition and what we want to do about it. So, you know, if you're listening and you're like, oh, my gosh, Tamara, that happened to me, too. Absolutely, it happened to you, too. And and we're all a universal consciousness. So it is possible. And, and we see this in everyday life. So let me make this really simple. How many of you have been, you know, on Facebook and all of a sudden the same word pops up? And then you get off Facebook and you're talking to your best friend and they say that same word. You don't. You haven't consciously ever heard that word before, and all of a sudden, it's all over you. And for me, I can remember when that happened. And when I was, I was waiting to get signed back to go to work after I was in an accident, and they weren't signing me back. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? I had heard the word life coach before, and I had never ever thought about it. And sure enough, my one teacher, Deborah King, she said something about life coach, and I'm like, okay. So I wrote it down because she was talking and I was taking notes in my class. And then, sure enough, a couple days later, somebody else said, Sam, you're my favorite life coach. And I'm like, I'm not, not, oh, okay, all right, let's see. And, you know, I have one of those rules. Some people say three strikes, you're out. Not me. I say three strikes, you're in. If I hear it three times, you're, you're in. And I heard it again that same day. I think I actually had two different a friend and a colleague both tell me you're my favorite life coach or something along those lines. And I'm like, okay, I need to know what this is all about. So I went right back to my class with Deborah King and I rewatched it, see if she said any more. And I started researching and you know, that's what really began that whole process. It's not that I all of a sudden one day became a coach. It's that I had always been a coach. I just didn't have the terminology or the framework in order to express what it was that I did. And um, so I love when that happens. And I love that you now, Tamara, are able to say, heck, yeah, I'm intuitive. <laughs> well, because and it's you funny absolutely are. My, my thing is if somebody says, like, I'm not intuitive, I said, well, you, or I don't have a spiritual gift or however they say it, I said, you wouldn't be saying it if you didn't. Like, the minute mm-hmm. if you're questioning it, you have it. Like, if you absolutely. have the question, people who aren't intuitive or aren't having the spiritual gift or whatever it is are not even thinking, do I have it? <laughs> yeah. Right. So Absolutely. it's a very powerful thing. And it's interesting <laughs> because even I, before I was a coach, I was a personal trainer for nine years. And um, I always said that I was, I've always been a coach as well. I was always the person that people talked to and confided in and, you know, my entire life. And I always say I was a, I was a, I was a good personal trainer, but a great coach. That's what really people were coming to me for on the fitness mm-hmm. floor. The platform was fitness, but I've always done this job. And you know what? That is the truth. If you're going to a personal trainer and you love going, it's not because of the workout. It's because of how they make you feel. Yeah. Every yeah. time. Every time. You know, it's it's just incredible. And if you can find those people that inspire that in you, surround yourself by more people like that. Because that is how we grow. And we are like the people we surround ourselves with. So if they're inspiring you, know that you're also inspiring them or they wouldn't be sharing their energy with you. And it's pretty amazing. True story. Yeah. 
So, Tamara, what is coming up for you? Because I know that you've got another big year ahead, and I know you're taking it day by day, but what are some of the things that people can watch out for, and how can people work with you? What do you have to offer right now? So there's a couple of things that would be amazing. So I just launched the Tea with Tamara podcast, which is about living your your best life and having, and I, you know, Sam, you are on my podcast uh, recently. That'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. And it really is about really hearing other people's stardust stories and stepping into their light and giving you the confidence to do the same. And so you can find that on Apple just or Spotify or anything else. You just put Tea with Tamara in and it should pop up. Uh, but if you go to TamaraArnold.ca, you will see everything that I am represent and I do. And it is like the embodiment of your spirit. That's what I say. Like when you can really just fall into your own being and listen to your own voice and hear your own, you know, thoughts, feelings, and emotions, because we are so caught in a viscerally out external world, you know, the gratifications, the notifications, <laughs> all of these kinds of things. And the minute we can sink back into our bodies and find that unified oneness, then we're able to accomplish so much, so much quicker. And so that is the mission that I have is to help every human that I come in contact with shift their own vibration to an internal space and do the work internally so that they can just turn to the next person and help them do the same. And like a reflection that'll just go around the entire earth. So yeah, TamaraArnold.ca. I'm on social media as uh, Tamara Arnold author in Facebook and Instagram. And, but probably the biggest thing that I have coming up is a um, something called the choose love movement. I'm partnering with a local mental health chapter here in Niagara to help support child and adolescents mental illness and so I created these t-shirts um, they say choose love on the front and you will see them if you're on Tamara Arnold author uh, Instagram or on my Facebook and uh, in March I will be working with Pathstone's mental illness here in Niagara to do an initiative to raise money to support the cause of our choice when we actually sit down and really implement that and really make a conversation and break some stigmas here in Niagara. And that's a really exciting thing that is coming up that I'm excited to share and be a part of and to, to know that, you know, I can implement a little bit of change in that department. It's so wonderful and so needed. And I so can't wait to get my shirt. I know. (laughs) I'm planning on taking it with me when I head out west next month. And uh, so I'm really excited about that. So thank you so much, Tamara. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability and your story. And can you share a little bit about what that third book's all about? Or is that still pretty... Quiet. Oh, no, I know what this third book is about. It's called The Blind Leap, How to Jump into the Unknown and Create the Business of Your Dreams. Because we get to this space of discomfort, uh, following general like guidelines and societal, you know, step-by-step ladders that we were placed in, like right from an early age. It's like you go to the school, you get the certificate, you get into your job, you follow the plan, you get your things, you do this, check, 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 check. And then, you know, we forget about our spirit. We forget about our, our interests and our loves and our passions. And so when you get to that peak discomfort and you think, oh my goodness, there has to be more. There is something bigger for me. And it's like you have that, that, that ledge 
that you don't know whether you can jump it or not. <laughs> it's like, that, like, oh my goodness, do I quit my job? Do I, you know, step into, you know, creating shoes or, you know, helping people in, in third world countries or whatever it is that lights you up, whatever your stardust is. And so this book is being everything that I've done to support other people to make that decision. And so when you get to that ledge and you don't know whether you want to make the blind leap, this book is going to support you and everything you need to know to make that happen and be successful doing it. That is so awesome. So everybody watch for that. That's coming out in May, correct? It will go into Amazon. Yeah. May 21st. What? what? Crazy. Awesome. So y'all are going to need a book for the May 2-4 anyhow. So you might as well pick that one up and take it camping with you because it is going to be a must read. What a great way to think of that, Sam. Thank you. (laughs) You know, you're so welcome. (laughs) Every Campfire Muskoka chair requires that book this this spring. (laughs) Agreed, and I want to see all the photos of it. Yes. Yeah, and you can send those on Instagram to Tamara Arnold Author. Just hashtag her there. I love it. Let me know when you're listening to the podcast or reading another book or, you know, something like hit you just right. I love celebrating with people. Absolutely. You know, I think that's probably the most exciting part of our job is that whole celebrating with others. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you again for coming on air and joining us at Soulful Connections. You are definitely one of my favorite souls. I can't wait to connect with you soon and definitely everybody check Tamara out. I love you. Love your listeners. Thank you for having me. I'm just so blessed and so grateful to be here. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. I love you too. And if you're wondering what's going on with me playing that game of where in the world is Sam Black now, I am getting ready to start that whole tour, my spring tour. So I'm saying spring tour, even though we've had some snow and ice. I'm just choosing spring. So you guys remember Shirley Felder. I had her on the show last spring. I showed up at her house. There was snow and I had my Birkenstocks on. And she's like, you crazy Canadian girl, what is going on? And I said, these, these are magic Birkenstocks, Shirley. By the time I go home, it will be spring to summer. And I was right. It happened. So I'm taking that philosophy again. I'm heading to Sudbury, Ontario next week. There's an evening with spirits almost sold out. I think there's three tickets left. And having intuition intensive on the Saturdays in Northern Ontario, we've got you covered next weekend. The following week, there's a Dining with Spirit event that I'm doing with the lovely Laura Canal and Tracy Kennedy here in Niagara Falls. And I have my intuition intensive weekend. So if you are someone who really wants to develop your intuition, if you are someone that's been connecting with spirit and you want to learn more, you want to learn how to do that, in a safe way, in a fun way, because we do a lot of playing, then check out my intuition intensive. Again, that's more than half full already. So there's a few spots left. That's March 2nd and 3rd. On the 3rd, right after class, I am heading out west. I will be in Los Angeles in March. I'll be in Regina in March, and I'll be in lots of places. If you are hoping to connect with me, definitely Let me know. I'll let you know when I'm going to be in your city and how you can connect. I'm sending you all so much love. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. I'm grateful for Tamara, and it's always a lot of fun to connect with her, and I'm glad we were able to share that with you. And I will look forward to chatting with you soon. And in the meantime, thank you for being a part of Soulful Connections, and go out there and connect with all the souls that you're 
You're listening to Soulful Connections with Sam Black. Here, you will find opportunities for healing, renewal, and insightful conversation. Sam is an international psychic medium, trainer, and wellness coach, and is your answer for filling the soul.